0: Welcome to Adventures with My 40s. I'm Courtney Novak, a 41 year old woman trying to figure out how to thrive during this decade of life. You can find the show notes at CourtneyHenningNovak.com. And here's the show Hello, adventurers! It is time for the final episode of 2020. Oh my goodness, the year we will never forget. And today I would like to do some. Year-end ruminations, looking back at the year, and looking forward to the next year. I'm recording this at home on December 30th with a full house. I know the husband can behave himself, but the kids, this is a big question mark. So if this ends up being an episode with some occasional, you know, children screaming like the Thunderdome, that's what's going on. But Pippa's got YouTube in the room on the opposite side of the house, Julian has his Kindle with headphones on, so maybe I'll get like a half hour to do this. Let's see. Fingers crossed. Okay, so at the end of the year, I like to look back at how the year has gone and how projects I've had or um, values. I, I, I like to, last year, at the very end of 2019, I wrote, I spent some time, a few hours writing and reflecting on my values and how I wanted to live in 2020, which included some plans or, you know, if you want to call them resolutions, and also just included um, ideas for how I could live in accord with my values. Um, I don't think I've done a values episode yet. I have found through working with my therapist that I, I feel like I'm my best self and my happiest self when I'm aware of what my values are when I'm working to understand my values and maybe fine tune them. Maybe I've been um, inherited some values from, you know, the culture or from, you know, from being a lawyer for so many years that don't work for me anymore. So I feel like when I'm intentional and conscious about my values and being intentional and conscious is (laughs) uh, one of my values, then I can keep growing as a person. So I wrote out a a lot of values that I wanted to, sort of have as a roadmap for 2020. And I looked back at just, you know, the past few days and saw, and and was a little um, worried when I started to look back, thinking this year is going to have been a shipwreck, like a total dumpster fire that like I probably like, didn't make any progress that I was hoping to make you know, because I was just treading water and surviving with pandemic and shutdowns and distance learning. But I was pleasantly surprised to see that for the most part, I lived in accordance with my values and not everything worked out the way I was hoping it would. And a lot of projects had to either be dropped or um, pivoted. But that, for the most part, I was in accord with my values. Sorry, we're going to have some rustling of the papers in this episode. Because, yeah, it's the end of 2020, and my brain is, um... I, I'm actually sort of been in hibernation mode the past few days, or maybe it's just, like, recovery from the holidays. The holidays went great here. But when you have a 7-year-old and a 5-year-old, there's a lot of work to keep the magic going. One little drama we had was... Um, Pippa wanted a skateboard from Santa, and Nathan's convinced she doesn't believe in Santa anymore. I think she actually she's in that like trying to still believe stage. Like she's she strongly suspects, but she wants to hold on. Julian, I think, actually believes less in Santa than she does, but that you know that's just who he is. He doesn't he doesn't forget anything, and he's he's just sort of. Pays attention to all the details. And I think he's like, look, every time we take a photo with Santa, it's a different dude. Like, you obviously are concocting an elaborate lie, web of lies. But Pippa, we're trying to keep the magic alive. So she wanted a skateboard from Santa, which we got. And we have a little, like, basement, which is, like, one room underneath the rest of the house. And it's, like, what we call a California basement. So I put most of the gifts down there because the kids aren't allowed down there. And there's a gate, and they know that it's, like you know, instant death if you try to go down there. (laughs) But we had our house painted in December, and the, um, which looks great, and I'm so happy with it. It's the first time painting it since Nathan bought the house in 2008, and I've never liked the color of the house. It was like this pinkish peaches, and now it's a white house with a cheerful blue front door and black trim on the windows. I'm so happy. But the painters left the basement door open, and I was out in the backyard with Julian, and I saw that the door was open. I'm like, hang on, Julian. And I go downstairs to close the door. And as I close the door, Julian goes, I saw a skateboard. And I don't even know how he could see it from his perspective, but he did. And I you know, just told him, no, you didn't. He's like, yes, I did. No, no you didn't. And <laughs> which was probably not the best strategy. So then I was texting with friends like, crap, what do I do? and decided that they came up with the idea of I bought a different skateboard and I kept the original so that when Julian on Christmas Day would say no 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 that was in the basement I could say "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh that was a different skateboard that I bought as a backup in case Santa had a skateboard shortage so I did all this work and then and Pippa even saw me and I was—we were coming home from a, on a long drive from going to a farm to see Santa and get our photos. And I was—I thought I was surreptitiously searching on Amazon for the new skateboard. And she's like, "Why did I see you looking up some cool pink and blue skateboards?" So I'm pretty sure she knows. But anyway, I bought the extra skateboard. And then Christmas Day comes, and no one mentions it. Pippa doesn't mention that she saw it on my phone. Julian doesn't mention that he saw it in the basement. And so all this extra work and drama. And I have, so I don't know. I'm like, I mean, my life will be easier when they just come to me and they're like, we know. But it's also like, it's 2020. I didn't want the magic to die this year. So anyway, I've been in hibernation slash recovery mode. Hence the notes. I see I still make, take long tangents. Okay, so let's get into the 2020 review. Because I don't want to be here all day because YouTube will only keep the kids occupied for so long. I wanted to be healthy and fit. And at the beginning of 2020, my plan was to go to hot yoga a hundred times. There's a studio by the house and I was doing it in 2019 and it was hard and it kicked my ass. But I liked it and I thought it was like really good for me and I could see myself making progress. So I wanted to do a hundred classes in 2020. And I knew that Julian would be starting preschool in 2020. 2020 in the fall, five days a week. So I'd have a lot more flexibility and be able to go. (laughs) And then I also wanted to average 10,000 steps a day. So the year comes, you know, starts and I was struggling to average 10,000 steps a day and do the hot yoga because um, that was my chair moving weirdly. That wasn't like a really weird metallic fart. That was the chair. I haven't farted during one of these podcasts yet. And that's Definitely a life goal. Don't fart during a podcast. I would actually have to hit pause and delete that from the recording if something like that happened. It'd be horrifying. Okay, so hot yoga does not happen. It um, the studio by February. You know, Nathan suggested. Do you really feel comfortable going? And we, we were, and I was like, No, I don't, because you're in a crowded studio. You're a few feet away from a bunch of strangers and you're in a room that is, the heat is cranked, everything is closed up to keep the heat on, there's humidifiers on, and there's a lot of intentional breathing, the (gasps) (sighs) So, I was like, no, I don't feel comfortable. And then March came, and the studio got closed by the shutdown. And the studio is, as of December 30th, still closed, so they've been closed most of the year, so obviously I did not, I mean, I don't even know if I made it to 10 classes. In 2020 they did do online classes they did set up backyard someone's backyard for some in-person classes but I didn't feel comfortable doing the backyard classes and I don't enjoy online classes so I wasn't and what's the point like you're at home it's obviously not a heated hot studio where it's like 100 degrees Was it 104 it's an insane temperature for hot yoga so I didn't do hot yoga 100 classes But instead of averaging 10,000 steps a day, which was my original goal, I ended up averaging more than 11,000 steps a day. And I enjoyed walking a lot and it was really good for my mental health and my physical health. So, you know, I had to change, I had to pivot, but I feel like I was healthy and fit to the best of my ability in 2020. I started doing Noom, which is that cool app for weight loss. They also, I think, have a stress reduction program. And I did some hormone testing, During summer, fall, and found out that I was low on testosterone. So I started a supplement for that. And, you know, I did a lot of work on healthy and fit. I can be healthier and fitter in 2021. But I ended 2020 healthier and fitter than I began it. And I think I had a net loss of about 10 pounds over the year. You know, lost 20, regained 10 or 15 from pandemic stress, and then lost another 5. So, you know, net loss 10. I wanted to pay attention and be curious in 2020 and yeah, hell I did that. I pay attention and and I'm curious a lot by um, journaling and doing therapy. When I feel called to do therapy, I did therapy, um, during like, I didn't do it that much, but I did it as it was needed and I haven't felt the need for it for a few months, but I did do it and I did do my journaling and I did, you know, pay attention to how I was feeling to stress levels and to feelings and that's why I'm back on Zoloft when I realized in July pretty quickly when my mental health just sort of hit capacity on pandemic stress and it's like I sort of tanked and had insomnia for a few days and or a little longer. I I, won't die. I think I've talked about that in other episodes, but anyway, back on Zoloft. It wasn't a plan at the beginning of the year, like I resolved to be back on Zoloft at some point this year, but it happened, and I'm proud of myself for paying attention and being curious about my health and well-being. I also, so in the beginning of 2020, I was the cookie chair for Pippa's Girl Scout troop, which was good and fun and actually rewarding, and a lot of people talk about how it destroys their sanity, but I, it did not, it, it worked for me. And I told the troop that I would gladly be cookie chair again. But come August or September, probably September, when um, Pippa was in full on distance learning and I realized this is creating like, like huge demands on my time and sanity that I just couldn't handle being the cookie chair. So I told the troop leaders and then they then told the troop, like, I just can't do this. Like, it just, I can't my brain doesn't have the bandwidth. And I'm proud of myself for making that decision and sticking by it and not feeling guilty about putting my mental health over being a cookie chair. For a troop that's, you know, it's not really an active year. The girls do, Pippa's only been able to attend one Zoom meeting. So it's like, I wasn't, why was I going to like bend over backwards and kill myself with all sorts of new rules and regulations and all the uncertainty of the pandemic? So proud of myself for that. Okay, one of my values that I wrote about at the end of 2019 was to go slow, to like not live a hectic, frantic, like fast-paced, constantly needing to be productive life. And then I forgot about the value. Like I was reading through what I wrote a year ago and seeing like that I had going slow as a value, and my initial thought was, I totally forgot that was one of my values. But then my next thought was, well, holy hell, 2020 certainly made me slow down, like this has been the slowest lived year that I can remember maybe my entire life. I, you know, (laughs) there's just been so much less and and which has created a lot of space for more. So, you know, Bravo 2020, you slowed me down. I said I wanted to be conscious and intentional and yes, being conscious and intentional does sort of tie in with paying attention and being curious, but conscious and intentional to me means like, um, you know, living my life. I'm about to say that being intentional means being intentional because my brain is struggling to find another word. But it's just so easy to get caught up in the pace of day-to-day living and not actually think, am I living the life I want to live? Am I doing the am I spending my time, my precious time, the way I want to spend my time? Am I doing the work I want to do? Like, and not just work meaning making money, but like the work on being the best person I could be. So I, I did, I think I was fairly conscious and intentional with my journaling, but I, I was, I had started the habit, I think over a year ago, of doing monthly and quarterly checks with myself. And the quarterly check would be like a really big check on like, am I checking in with myself and my values? Am I being healthy and fit? Am I paying attention and being curious? Am I going slow? And I, I fell out of that habit. I think I may have done it once at the beginning of 2020. And I would like to get back into that in 2021. And I did, um, I totally forgot about, I was doing monthly checks on my values that were not as time consuming, but I forgot about doing that. It was 2020. So I'm not going to beat myself up about that About that because I did do the year-end check-in and I can, and it reminded me I enjoy doing this. So I'm going to try doing it again. All right embracing change and uncertainty that was one of my values for the year that I wanted to work on and well 2020 was boot camp for that and I think there was a certain amount of resistance to all the change on my part wrought by the pandemic and distance learning but and I think that was natural like I think most if not all of us resisted it it was so sudden and unexpected and so like like not even like doing a 180. It was like being flipped into an alternate dimension. So of course there was going to be some resistance, but I think I did a pretty good job at getting better with change and uncertainty. And I'm certainly now at the end of 2020, better with uncertainty and change than I ever was at the beginning of 2020. And I can look ahead and talk about like the coming months without... And realize, and, and I start to talk about the coming months, and I quickly come back to, but I don't even know what life's going to be like at the end of this week. So, like, right now we're in, like, a semi sort of a pseudo stay-at-home order in Pasadena and in Los Angeles County, and we've been told, like, Southern California is staying in this indefinitely, and I'm like, okay. Like, we're, we don't know what's going on. So, lots on. I've gotten lots better with change and uncertainty. I, one of my important values is connecting with people, not just spending time with people, but having meaningful interactions with people where I feel like I'm being myself and I'm being, um, I feel like I'm about to quote The Bachelor, like being vulnerable, um, being, just being myself um, around people, not trying to fit in, but belonging. So 2020 was in many ways isolating. There's so many people who uh, you know, I was doing this review of the year and realizing there's so many people who were part of my life at the beginning of the year who have not been a part of my life because I can't see them. Because schools are closed. And well, Julian's Julian, schools open, but I don't get to volunteer at school. And it's like a really quick pick up and drop off. So it's not like the usual hanging around and talking to the moms and dads and to the teachers. So this whole... And then, of course... Pippa's school is just completely hasn't been open once in uh, nine months. So there are so many people who were part of my life who I haven't seen or who I see for like a two-minute encounter somewhere, like if they are dropping off stuff um, at my house. So yeah, but with connecting with people, our house has been sort of um, Grand Central Station for um, Pippa's Girl Scout troop. We've done drop-offs and pickups for one or two of her projects, but also for Pippa's class. We've done multiple drop-offs and pickups for art projects and science things that um, parent volunteers have created. And we keep all the stuff on my front porch. And so it allows me to see some of the people. And some of them, it's just a one-minute or a wave. But for others, it's like more of a prolonged, you know, five, ten-minute visit. So that's been nice. So, and then I do see some people some friends and I do feel like it's been a very meaningful year like I feel more deep with the friends I'm able to see and the family I'm able to see I do feel more connected to them now than I did at the beginning of the year which is not to say I didn't feel connected at the beginning of the year but holy hell a pandemic will make you feel closer to the people that you're closest to and so I look forward to 2021 being able to see more people but I also have enjoyed deepening the relationships I have. One of my other important values is answering my inner divine call. And you know, I did that. I did that well this year. I thought at the beginning of the year it was going to be finishing up or getting close to finishing the first fantasy book in a fantasy series I've been working on. But distance learning started in August and I I realized I was like working over the same paragraph again and again. There were too many distractions and interruptions and I just did not have the bandwidth to do it. So I, and I tuned in to myself and I kept having, you know, I think of the inner divine call as that voice you have inside when it's telling you to do something, it's nudging you. And it kept, it started telling me to make the distance learning activity book, the, the snarky activity book I made for parents. And I ignored that call for many, many days and was like, this is a stupid idea. And then finally I was like on October 1st or 2nd, like, fine. Okay. And I started doing it and it was so much fun and it revitalized me and rebooted my spirits. And I've sold a bunch of copies on Amazon and that was really fun. It's yeah. If you haven't bought it yet, it's called the distance learning activity book for parents just barely holding on to their last shred of sanity. And it's on Amazon and it created a whole new, um, creative outlet for me and I have plans for so many other activity books and you know there's only so much time in a day but it definitely ended up being a good experience and then as I was working on the activity book I got the sense that I should do Nano NaNoWriMo which is national November writing month where you write the first draft of a novel in a month and that I should write a funny room mom novel. I think of it as a mom com <laughs> and um I answered the call to do that rather than go back to the fantasy series, which sort of felt like my brain would have been like, you're obligated to keep working on this. But my divine inner call was like, no, you should be working on this other project. And I started, I wrote the whole first draft and um, got like 60,000 words done and then actually started revisions before the holidays came. And now I've been on a little break from it because it's just nice to get cozy and Sort of go like life fallow and dormant for a bit at the end of the year for me. But I am looking forward to getting back into that next week as the kids return to school. So that was me answering my inner divine call. Because the inner divine call can change with circumstances. Um, I really value doing the work. Which I think of as the work of becoming my best self. And I really did that this year. And yeah, 2020 forced me to do more work than I thought. And I did it through therapy Journaling, listening to podcasts like um, Brene Brown's "Unlocking Us," or there's this show "Awesome" with Allison that I love, and that you know they would inspire me to just uh, read other books and you know lots of just lots of work. I'm rambling here, but I I really had to look at motherhood guilt because at the beginning of lockdown, the beginning of like distance learning, I felt obligated to be on call for my kids all the time i never would have done something like this it is uh 9 16 in the morning and i'm quote unquote neglecting my children letting them have whatever screen time they want so i could do a podcast and now i'm in a place at the end of the year where i'm like hell yeah i've got to start the day taking care of myself or i don't have anything in my tanks to give to the kids and i emma's I'm a person as worthy of self-care, um, and I need to teach my children how to take care of themselves by taking care of myself. So I have better boundaries. I'm better at telling the kids, turn off the TV, and then they're like, what should we do? And I'm like, I don't care. Just turn off the TV and take care, you know, go play with one of your thousand toys or get me a bag of toys for Goodwill. And that usually prompts them to go play. So I yeah, a lot less guilt, a lot better boundaries. Um, it was a lot of work on myself that I did not anticipate doing, but it, you know, I did it. Then I also value feeling all my feelings. I am a newbie at feelings. I have spent most of my life avoiding my feelings. But wow, 2020 was an emotional roller coaster. And I am by no means a feelings expert. I still do plenty of eating my feelings. Like, I'm just going to eat this piece of Christmas fudge I made rather than feel my feelings. But I got better. And I've gotten better at seeing like when I have a bad day, like I'm just having kind of a tough day because man, it's 2020 and I'm allowed to have a tough day. And when I'm having my feeling great and everything's coming along, I appreciate that. And I say, okay, things are clicking along and it was good to feel have my shitty day because I got that out of my system. And finally I really value my spirituality and, um, just embracing the mystery and magic of life. And at the beginning of the year, I did a lot of work with the Enneagram, which is something I could talk about in another episode if I get back into the Enneagram. That's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. If you're like, what the hell's the Enneagram? Because I can't like explain it in this podcast episode. It's too complicated. But I worked with that. And at the beginning of the year, I wanted to go on a day-long meditation retreat. But that didn't happen. There was... No retreats to be had, and I wasn't about to do a Zoom meditation retreat. That's just, that's not my jam. But I did a lot of meditating with my The Calm app, and for me, journaling is often a spiritual practice. And I've been reading a book called Warrior Goddess Training, which I talk, should talk about in it's in another episode. But it's been giving me a lot of ideas how to bring spirituality more into my daily life. Like at the end of the day, now, for the past couple weeks, I have been lighting a candle. And um, just sitting at my desk and thinking about the candle and watching the flame and it's very like soothing and I consciously think about the flame burning away like all the debris from the day. All, any negativity that came up or criticism from others or myself, judgment from others or myself, any like toxic ideas that came up, I just let the candle burn it away. And when I read it I thought that sounds... Part of me was like, yes, let's do that. The book suggests it. And the other part was like, my brain part was like, no, this is lame. But I finally gave in to doing it. And it's been a really nice, lovely practice to have at day's end. So, yeah, looking back at 2020, I would say big changes and big events for me was shifting from the fantasy series to completely different projects that were more fun and um, lighthearted for 2020. I started the year intending to declutter the house and instead it got way more cluttered having Nathan and the kids home nonstop. But I have started decluttering again. And I talked about that, I think, in the last episode, how I I had too much of an idea of how it had to happen all at once or not at all from Marie Kondo. And I have instead been decluttering as the energy comes and the time and the space. Also, I realized I can't really declutter more than like one area... A week because we run out of room in our recycling and trash because there's only so much I'm not sending like my garbage to Goodwill so we had bags I, I did the kids room most of it a few days ago I mean there were just bags and bags and bags for Goodwill and then bags and bags of crap that I could not send to Goodwill so I can't do more in the house this week or we just want to have space in our trash bins for regular trash So decluttering didn't happen the way I thought it would, because my plan was, okay, when I have Julian and Pippa both at school or both at camp, I will have enough time to do my writing, and I'll have enough time to also, when I finish writing for the day, um, a few times a week, I can just do an hour of decluttering. And that obviously didn't work out, because now instead of having both kids at school for most of the day, I have Pippa never at school. (laughs) And And Julian goes to school it's only three hours. So... And then, of course, Nathan's home nonstop. So it's just been a crazy year. Um, I wanted to take some family trips in 2020. None of those happened. And I wanted to... One of my big projects was I wanted to catch up on making... I make a yearly photo album on Shutterfly for the family, and I'm years behind. And I was going to do that in 2020, and I didn't. But I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm going to just try to tackle it in 2021. Um, And yeah, then distance learning. Holy hell, that was like talk about the, a big change in the pandemic, I don't have to convince you guys that 2020 ended a lot differently than it began. Okay, so I have been rambling for 27 minutes, but I'm going to try to spend 10 more minutes and wrap this up and talk about 2021. I would like to spend, I've, you know, the past couple days I've been writing and reflecting on 2020 and then the coming year, and I am going to continue to work with my values like that I've been talking about and some other ones I don't want to go through all of them in one episode because it, it would just be sort of, it'd be kind of boring for all of us. <laughs> but I want to keep working on my values. And I also want to build momentum. And momentum is something that really came to my attention. Sorry, I'm going to take a sip of my decaf coffee here. Momentum came to my attention when I was hospitalized for postpartum depression. And I had group therapy every day. And every day, it was a different therapist, because I was there over the weekend. So it was like someone on Friday, someone on Saturday, someone on Sunday. And every therapist talked about momentum. And they would would give the example of, it's really hard if you never get out of the chair, to get out of the chair the first time. But then the next day, it's a little easier. And the next day, it's even easier. And if you force yourself, you will start to build the momentum. And I remember thinking, like, well, this is lame. Like, I've been hospitalized to hear about momentum. But as I started... Recovering, losing my voice here, it's a lot of talking because I've been reading so much to the kids, so my poor voice, I'm a talker, but my god, it's been getting a lot from, we're on book six of Harry Potter with Pippa, and then Julian's been reading with me this book series called Dragon Masters, I think we're on book 11, he is obsessed, I think there's only 17 books, so we're almost done, but I have to keep ordering them in batches of three or four on Amazon. Because I know if I bought the whole set at once, then he wouldn't have been interested and we would have read like three books and I've been pissed to own 17. But since he's obsessed and we're buying it in small batches. But anyway, lots of reading at night and then I wake up and my voice is still not recovered. I don't have COVID. But um, where was I? Okay, Momentum. Momentum. It, and I also like to think of it as mom Get it? See what I did there? But it's... It's, it was so easy 2020, let me, momentum really, I, I have seen it in my life, like with my postpartum recovery from um, depression and anxiety, that the more I did things with Pippa, the more I wanted to do things with Pippa. Like at first, after I got out of the hospital, it was a really big deal signing up for one mommy and me class. And that was free. And going to that one thing a week, that felt like a big effort. But then within a couple of months, it felt like that was my favorite day of the week. And then the other days were kind of empty. So then I signed up for a second Mommy and Me class and then like a music class. And then, you know, we were doing swim classes together and, you know, just, but it was really hard to get that first class going. And just like, it was hard at first to go places with Pippa. I was very intimidated by that. So I started with going to the mall because the mall was relatively easy there were lots lots of bathrooms with changing tables all over the place and you know it was easy to just take a walk around with the stroller and the parking was easy but after going to the mall for a month or two i you know i had the itch to go to more places so eventually i was taking her to art museums at botanical gardens and that was very easy so i really do believe in momentum and I, you know i've seen it in different areas of my life like with writing like if i'm If I only write once a week, it's hard to get writing going. But if I'm writing every day or most days, then like I build momentum and it's like it's just so much easier to keep going. 2020 killed a lot of my momentum. Don't know about you guys, but suddenly it was, I mean, in March, it was like we went from, you know, taking me handling two kids going to preschool and doing outings and, um, you know, they both had like gymnastics and, I can't even remember what we had. We had after school activities and classes, and then they were at school. And then, like, there was the Pippa had Daisy Scouts here every other week, and I was the cookie chair. There was all this other stuff happening, and that just seems like a lifetime ago. And then suddenly it was gone. It was weeks and weeks of not seeing people, not having play dates, not having, I mean, classes are just over, not having school, Nathan not going to work, just all being in the house, and the big event was taking a walk around the neighborhood. And that was the only thing we could do. Everything was closed. Um, And now we're back at a place where like playgrounds are open and stores are open. But a lot of places that are kid friendly, like a bowling alley or the indoor playgrounds, those are still closed. So a lot of momentum was killed in 2020. And a lot of my energy was spent on um, parenting and distance learning, a distance learning has just been a huge, just a radical change in our lives. Anyone who's had to do distance learning, whether they're, you're a teacher or you have a parent of a kid, I think any age, it's just a major change in your life. And it's taken a lot of brain capacity to kind of, to get used to that and to like build routines and habits all from scratch. So I think 2020 was a bit of a momentum killer. I've been rebuilding it, um, you know, a lot since the summer in different ways, like, um, I'd always had a raised bed set up for vegetable gardening and never even bothered to buy the dirt for it because I think like those first steps of a hobby or an activity or an interest or passion, those are the hardest ones to take. And it's so easy to procrastinate and say next week, next month later. But I mean, we, we were so like, you know, upended by the pandemic. I was like, if not now, when? So I went and I got the dirt and created the, the garden and, it's been like a big source of joy for me and the kids. Um, So we're going to like, we want to expand that. We want to create an herb garden close to the house. And we want to add a couple, Nathan suggested it actually. He's like, you know, you could fit two more raised beds back here. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. Why not? So I'm looking at 2021 as the year for rebuilding my momentum. And as part of that, I want to clear my backlog of, projects and ideas things that i you know i'm a pinterest junkie and things that i've been saving and marking on pinterest again and again but never actually done i want to like for me those are craft projects i want to clear that backlog of creativity that creativity that like my like my inner voice my inner callsman saying you should do this i want this to be the year that i do all those projects and clear the backlog okay so going through in case any of my projects or things for 2021 sort of like ring a bell with you and you're like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm going to, in the interest of clearing the backlog of old projects, I'm going to get those Shutterfly Family albums done. Um going to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. And I think I'll start backwards. Like I'll start with the 2020 album because I'll remember those and that'll be the easiest to do. So I start with the easiest because then when I get to what, like, you know, I think 2000. 16 has, I finished 2015 because that was the year Julian was born. So I haven't done 2016, and that's so long ago. That feels intimidating. So start with 2020, and then I'll work my way back. Um, On the health front, I've been walking 11,000 steps a day on average, and I want to push that to 12,000 steps a day. And I've also, the past few weeks, started... I was walking, and I was walking far, but I wasn't really forcing myself to walk very fast that often. There were more meandering walks for the soul. So... I have the past few weeks started doing, um, something that Noom, the new map suggested called three, two, one, where for three minutes I go at like an easy pace, two minutes, I walk at a moderate pace and one minute I walk as fast as I can. And that gets my heart rate up. And I mean, I walk really fast for that one minute and pretty fast for those two minutes. And then I recover in the three minutes and that's been great. So I want to do that at least three times a week. I also want to try, um, Hit the high intensity interval training, I've got an app for that on my phone, so I want to just do that in the backyard while the kids are playing and maybe try some, I used to do Zumba and I loved it, maybe just, you know, on rainy days or, you know, just do a YouTube video or two. I started strength training several months ago and like in the summer, and I want to continue that and make sure I do either three real proper, like 30 minute sessions a week or six, you know, 15 minute sessions. I stretch daily in um, 2020, almost daily. Like I probably missed eight or nine days. I love stretching. And I used to have a lot of back and shoulder pain and I have not had much of that at all in the past year. It's been great and plenty of stress that could have been going into my body and being held, but the stretching has really been great for me. I am thinking about doing a liver cleanse in 2021. I'll tell you more about that as I'm reading a book and I'll, I'll clue you in on that later. And I am also, okay, this is scary. I don't even want to say this out loud, but I'm going to say it out loud. And that makes it real. 2021 is going to be the year I don't drink soda. Oh my God. If I had like the means, I would enter like all the horror movie clips right there. It's something I know I've needed to give up. Like I drink so it's diet soda. So it's not the calories, but I know that I'm just putting lots of stuff in my body that's not good for me. And they say that it creates the craving for sweetness, but without actually giving you sugar so that it can actually make you want to eat more. So there's just a lot of reasons for me to give up soda. So I, I even created for a lot of these things, especially the soda I've created trackers because I love tracking things like little things that'll show where I fill in a bubble a day and I can see the bubbles building up and, you know, day one, it's like, okay, big deal. But once you have like five or six days strung together, it's pretty cool. So like with my call map, they keep track of how many days you've meditated. And they'll tell you like, right now, I'm, I'm on a two day streak. I think I, I got thrown off by the holidays. But when you have like, you've meditated 72 days in a row, it's like, well, I don't want to screw that streak up. Let me go meditate for the 73rd day. So I will be tracking and I, I was going to, I told myself I was going to, my original intention was, to only have soda once a week. But I was like, I think that's harder than just going the whole year because then you have it and you're like craving it all week and thinking about it. But if I, if I get through the first few weeks without soda, I, I think I can do the whole year and that would be really cool. So that's what I'm trying. And I'd like to see what it does for my health. And, you know, giving up soda for two weeks, that's not really giving it much of a time, my body much of a time to like make a difference. But if I give it up for a whole year, and I mean, if I end up losing 30 pounds, in 2021 without soda, then I don't think I'm going to I'm gonna be like, well, I don't want the soda because obviously that was a big change. Okay. This is another big one. I, I, I sort of danced around this idea and was like, oh, let's do this. I was blogging pretty much every day for a few months during the beginning of the shutdown and the pandemic. And it was great for me and my personal growth and reflection. And I love doing it. And then I fell out of the habit. I want to get back to that. And at first I was like, oh, I'm going to aim for twice a week or three times a week. But I think it's easier to do it every day. So I'm not going to blog every single day, but I want to blog every weekday. It's for me. I enjoy it. It really helps me reflect on my life. So, And and, to, and it's, it's also great because I can look back and figure out like, wait, when did I wean off so loft? When did I do this? How did, you know, so for just for myself, I want to get back into blogging every weekday. I want to do a weekly tarot check. I love my tarot cards and they're a tool for developing my um, intuition. I should do an episode on that. Um, So I I made up a whole little worksheet where I fill it out once a week and I'm excited. Uh, Because I will do tarot sometimes regularly and then I just forget about it. So I just want to remember to do it. I'm going to finish decluttering the house and create some systems to maintain that. I am planning to finish revising my Room Mom novel, and then find an editor and have them edit it, and then publish it. So that, you know, gonna do that in 2021. I wanna create another activity book. My plan, the one I really think I'm gonna do first is um, an activity book for pregnancy, for anyone who's been pregnant or is pregnant. I want to do my newsletter two times a month. Go over to the website, CourtneyHenningNovak.com, and there's plenty of places where it's easy and obvious to sign up for the website. Oh, my God, as I was saying this, I just noticed that um, a couple of our birdhouses that Pippa made have been destroyed. There's a squirrel that attacks this tree. Oh, Pippa's going to be pissed. Oh, well, the glue gun could get some work. So going to do my newsletter two times a month, get into the habit. I would like to do once a week eventually but uh, you know it's I 2020 was 2020 and I don't have I want to keep the expectations low for 2021 and maybe I'll get it to weekly when both my kids are in school but you know only so much. Okay crafting. I love crafting and I really love doing big projects. You know I do a lot of knitting and crochet at night but I love doing daytime projects like for uh, Christmas, me and Pippa made a memory game for her friends. So for this group of friends who went to kindergarten together, we made, all, like, we took we, it was pictures of them. So there's like a pair of Pippa and then there's a pair of her little brother and then there's pairs of a bunch of her friends and then a bunch of the teachers and then this principal that all the parents hate but she wanted the principal. <laughs> and not the current principal, not that she's listening to the show, but it was, you know, the old principal who was shitty and um, you know, has moved on to torture and torment other schools but so we made this memory game and it was a lot of work but it was also a lot of fun and it was a really bonding activity with Pippa and I just enjoyed it there were times where she would kind of want to go play with her brother and I would work on it by myself and you know be listening to like an audiobook and it was very relaxing so I want to do 25 quote unquote big crafting projects in 2021 and I should probably have it be 21 and 21 but you know I wrote 25 And I don't mean big, like, you know, repaint the house big. We're talking crafts. So I I have a whole list of my Pinterest backlog of projects I've been meaning to do for years. I'm just going to do them. Like, I have wanted to make a paper mache deer head for the house for years. And it could be a disaster. But I should at least try it. I mean, I've been thinking for years about it. It is time to, like, get off my butt and make the paper mache deer head and see how it goes. I want to read 100 books. For me, in twenty twenty one, in twenty twenty, I've read twenty twenty. I've read like over one hundred thirty books, but a lot of those were books. I record the books I read to the kids if it's a chapter book, but you know these Dragon Master books or we read the Kingdom of Renly series. They they take like an hour and a half, two hours to read, and I wouldn't be actually reading those. But for Julian, you know, reading a Harry Potter book to Pippa that feels like reading a real thing, but you know, reading a 90-page book that's heavily illustrated doesn't. So I like to keep track of those books on my Goodreads because it's 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 a neat memory to see, like, oh, look how much I was reading with Julian and how he got into chapter books, and then he obviously took a break and was back on picture books, and then he, like, got hooked on this Dragon Master series and was really back into it. And it's interesting to see, like, will he take another break from chapter books? I don't know. So I want to keep track of it, but I'm going to keep track separately on a list of the books I'm reading for myself, because I think I only read uh, only, quote unquote, 75 books for myself in 2020. And in 2019, I actually read like 100 books and most uh, for myself. So I want to get back into the habit of, I love reading poetry, and I just didn't do a lot of it this year. So reading poetry and graphic novels um, that are faster reads, but that help me because I just love reading books. So that's what I want to do. Um, I have been doing Duolingo French. I think I've had I have like a six hundred day streak now, or over five hundred. It, it is a hell of a long streak, and I want to keep doing Duolingo French. I want to learn. I you know I do not. Je je ne parle pas pas français. I'm terrible. You if you speak French, you're shuddering now, but. I I can recognize a lot of words, and it's fun, and I want to just keep doing it, and the Duolingo has levels, and I want to get through at least level five by the end of the year. I also have been using this geography app this past year, and I love it, so I want to use that every day. I, I probably I've used it every day for months now, and again, like if you're doing it every day for a little bit, it's easier to keep in the habit than if you do it once a week for an hour, and I have learned so much more geography. I was really a geography idiot. Like I did not know where most of the states in the United States were. It was embarrassing. It was like, I know Florida, I know California and Texas, but there were a lot where I didn't even get like how Massachusetts, Connecticut and New Hampshire stacked up. And I went to college in New Hampshire for God's sakes. And now I know all that stuff and it's cool. And I want to reinforce it. I want to, I know where a lot of the countries in the world are now. Um, and I've been learning capitals and, you know, religion percentages and, um, Uh, highest mountain in places. It's been really fun. So I want to keep doing that. Like I said, the Shutterfly albums. I want to get back into the habit of doing the one second every day app where you have like one second of video that gets uploaded and then they edit it all together into a big video for you. And I've done that before with the kids and it's really, really fun. And um, it felt like a lot of times in 2020, there weren't things to video, but there are. It's, you know, it's just life. So I want to create that memory for 2021. And I also have a lot. I want to take a monthly family photo. We took one a month or two ago. Um, Oh yeah. We took one with the Grinch in December and then my parents, my mom or sister took one of us in November and I want to just have that monthly family photo. And there's one we took where we were standing in a row with Julian Pippa, me, Nathan, and it's in height order now and not age order because I'm the oldest, but in height order now. And I, we're going to continue to do it in that order because over the years, you'll see the kids catch up with me and then pass me. And I want to see how short I get by comparison. So I want to keep taking that monthly family photo. And then I also want to try to do Instagram daily. So do or do not. Again, it's one of those things like I only did, uh, I just did that. Nine your top nine posts in 2020 and my main account Courtney I did do a fair number of posts, but I often forget for like a week or two and I just want to it's it's for me It's like a memory and I love photography. So it's like it's just something to keep me creative and The one with I have a private account where it's mostly photos of the kids And I think I, I posted like less than 40 things this year and it's another way of creating a memory with the kids So I want to get back into doing that okay Last but not least, I have a lot of projects for being fun and playful. I just think fun and being playful, I mean, that's the joy of life. And a lot of that got sucked out of 2020 for me. I was having, uh, writing for me is very fun and playful. But, I mean, like, things that are purely joyful. So I want, this is going to sound so silly, I want to go down a 100 slides in 2021, They don't have to be, nec- it'd be cool if I could find a hundred different slides to go down. We love uh, this water park that's near us called Raging Waters. And that, they were closed all this summer and who knows if they'll be open this coming summer. But so, you know, I love doing those water slides with the kids and we didn't have that this year. And there's these indoor playgrounds, two that I take the kids to that have these massive slides that are so fun to go down. And I always go down a couple times. And I want to remember to do that. I want to be at the playground with the kids and take, you know, a few minutes to go on the structure with them and go down the slide, you know, after them. And they love that. And I actually get that little burst of, I don't know what. Like, is it serotonin? Is it adrenaline? I don't know. It's a good feeling. I go down the slide. Every now and then, I go down a slide. Like, there's this one park I went to, and it is so fast that I think I'm going to die. And that's not a good feeling. So I don't want to go down those slides. But the slides that it's actually fun to like go down and get that whoosh. I want to get that. And so I want to have that fun in this year. Um, I also, I loved roller skating and I went with Pippa before the pandemic hit at a a rink and I've kept telling myself for years, I want roller skates. I want roller skates. God damn it. I'm getting roller skates. It's my birthday in two weeks. I am giving myself roller skates and I want to roller skate at least 50 times in 2021, which shouldn't be too hard because the kids' favorite park has a great area for roller skating. And we always bring, I mean, Julian brings the scooter and Pippa, it's either her bike or her scooter or her roller skates or her now her new skateboard. So, and usually two vehicles for her. So I should bring something for myself and bring my roller skates. And you know, even if it's only 10 or 15 minutes I want to do that because that's fun. I want to play the piano a hundred times. I'm reading that and thinking that might be unrealistic. And, you know, I come up with these projects, and it's okay, and it's fun for me. Projects are fun for me. There's this book, oh God, I can't remember the name now, that talked about happiness and different things different ways of increasing your happiness. And everyone has different things that resonate with them. And projects resonate with me. So if you're listening to me talking about projects, don't feel obligated to add on projects because if you're the sort of person who hears about a project and you're like, oh my God, and it makes you feel giddy, like it does me, then it's cool to add these projects on. And, but if it's not you, like, you have to do you. But, and when I come up with all these projects, it's fun to see what will stick. Like last year, I was supposed, a project was 100 times of hot yoga. And that project, that was a bust because hello, hashtag 2020. So, you know, I'm throwing out a bunch of ideas for like going down a slide a hundred times and, um, you know, roller skating at least 50 times. I don't know what will stick or what will ignite a passion. Like, um, I don't have this on this list here I wrote, but I want to tap dance like a hundred times in 2021 because tap dancing was something that I find fun and I just want, um, I keep dreaming about being good at tap dancing but i don't do it and i bought myself the shoes in 2020 well 2021 i'm going to use the shoes i'm going to have fun with it i'll put it on instagram you know show me geeking out with uh tap dance with really bad routines so yeah i say play the piano 100 times and there's only so many hours in the day but it doesn't mean i sit down and play it for two hours 100 times it would mean maybe sitting down and playing you know a kids song for the kids for five minutes. Um, And I I enjoy that. It lights me up. And I wanted to have more radiance and fun, playful, joyful energy in 2021. And, okay, this is my last geeky one. And I don't want to mention it, so I will. I've also always wanted to learn how to make balloon animals. (laughs) So I am going to make at least 25 balloon animals in 2021. I should have said 21. It would sound cooler. But I like Numbers that, you know, 25, 50, those sorts of units. Oh, and then I didn't write this on my notes for the episode. I've always wanted to be good at braiding my hair. And I'm, I'm not. I just do the ponytail. So I want to try to French braid my hair a 100 times. Like, I think if I try it a 100 times, by the end, I will be a master of French braiding my hair. So I have to just try a 100 times to French braid my hair. And I think once I can French braid my hair, learning how to braid my hair in different styles should be no big deal. I really... When someone braids my hair, I feel so much like myself, and I want to be able to give myself that. Like, I want to feel like myself in, in all ways possible. Okay, the kids are eerily quiet. I, I, fear, I fear the house has been burned down, and I'm just in the one last room, and um, chaos and mayhem. You know, the worst things happen when you're quiet. That's when Julian finds a Sharpie and decides the wood floor needs some new decorations. So 2020, I'll see you guys in, you know, goodbye 2020. Definitely memorable. Definitely learned a lot. Definitely felt my feelings. And 2021, just around a corner, and I'll see you again in 2021. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Adventures with My 40s. You can reach me through my website, CourtneyHenningNovak.com, or on Instagram at Courtney.Novak. If you're enjoying the show, subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Have a great and wonderful week.